0: Number two Uh, Matt and I have been friends for almost 25 years now Throughout our relationship We've always enjoyed putting together lists Hashing things out, breaking things down Talking about things
1: Evaluating all the lovely things that life has to offer Yeah, so this is just uh, Criticizing each other's choices Yeah, this is just
0: (laughs) the the stupid conversations We'd normally be having Now in podcast format (laughs) So, uh, yeah um, Today's podcast is Top ten cover songs
1: yeah, you know what, something I was thinking about, kind of related to this, more just to the general music question, you don't, do you keep CDs now, or records, or anything like that?
0: Uh, all those, so I have all those booklets of oh, CDs, yeah, I CDs. have like these big like, 300 CD cases, but I basically got rid of all the plastic yeah. cases, I, I ca- actually kept a We're lot of the uh, the artwork, like the booklets, because yeah. I've been wanting to, th- I've been thinking about making like a, a coffee table out of my favorite album covers yeah. or like uh, drink coasters or doing something with those something to like artwork. a, uh,
1: What do you call it? Like a sort of a collage I guess, but like a like something to hang on the wall that has all the albums that I've gotten signed. Oh cool. One, yeah. Or at least the important ones that might actually look cool. Somebody comes over to the ass. Um, but the reason I asked is because I was thinking the other day about some of the albums that I have because uh, I was going to show a friend of mine the CDs that I still have, because hu- I have a huge CD collection, and I basically built a shelf in the garage to stick them there. Oh, wow. Because, so like, you know, I don't want this in the house. It takes up too much room, but it's kind of yeah. ridiculous anyways, because nobody owns CDs anymore, except for music fanatics who can find them cheap now, because they're not worth anything. Yeah. But uh, I have some that I still like, but I know they're shitty albums. <laughs> <laughs> and, like... I'm almost embarrassed to tell people I have them, but it's like I'm not gonna throw it away or sell it. I just or get rid of it. Like Like yeah. still, you know, I'll probably still listen to it. I At this point, it's basically that. keep it or throw it in the trash or donate it to Goodwill or. Something. Yeah, but I don't know. Do you hang on to stuff even if it's, if you know it's a stupid, shitty album? Oh, I've got like, a lot of pleasure?
0: terrible. I've got a lot of albums in there that I'm like, I'll never listen to this, but. <laughs> might as well keep it. You know? Well, and
1: that's, that's the other thing. I feel like there's a lot of those things where I might get rid of them, but it's not worth anything. So like, <laughs> I'm just creating more trash. You want to hear
0: something funny? Yes. Um, uh, this might have been last summer.
1: Anyway, earlier,
0: I was going on a, a road trip like a, for work. And I'm like, oh man, I, I know I'll be running a car. I'm going to be driving around a lot. I'm going to bring a book of CDs. So I, I put like 24 of my favorite CDs in this booklet. Stuck it in my bag, brought it down. I get to the rental car place. Not one rental car has a CD player anymore. <laughs> all, all of them just have, you know, it's like radio, an and they have they have like USB hookups for your iPod or whatever. No way. Yeah. So
1: that kind of blows my mind. Oh man, we're fucking showing our age here.
0: Yeah.
1: And being surprised there's no CD player in a goddamn. Yeah. World. Yeah. Jesus, I didn't yeah. know they made. Car stereos without
0: CD players. I, I definitely felt old. I was like, "Oh man,
1: ah, that's fucked." Yeah.
0: Uh, are you, what are you drinking? D- d- right now? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm drinking. Um, it is nitro cold brew. It's called Lucky Jack. Actually, is
1: different from the one you had last time.
0: It, it's the same brand. It's it's a different um, type. So last time it was like it was called Triple Black, and this is called Old School.
1: How many? So, how many different coffees do you drink in
0: a week? Uh, yeah. Not. Not like a ton, like I like when we went out to the grocery store earlier today, and I picked up a couple cold brews to drink. That that's more of like a special thing for me. Like normally, I'll normally I'll go I'll go to Starbucks. I've got my standard order there, or I'll just make coffee at my house and drink that. Yeah, but okay. I'm not.
1: Yeah, I feel like you're drinking. These like, are more of coffee like coffee every time I see. Yeah,
0: that. well, these are more of kind of like a special occasion. Hey, Matt's come over Ooh. to record the podcast. Let's have a treat.
1: Fancy coffee. Yeah. What, what are you drinking? I am drinking very not fancy beer. It is Koenig Pilsner from Germany. It's basically your standard tall can Pilsner. I was feeling like something a little lighter, or something a little easier. Yeah. Uh, something a little cheaper tonight. Wash down all the meat we ate. And wash down all that meat we ate at the Mongolian Grill. Holy shit. <laughs> a lot of meat. I got meat belly, and so I can't fit an IPA or a stout in.
0: Right, you need you need
1: that. <laughs> I need something lighter. Plus, it's it's good quality beer. You can't go wrong with the Germans. Nice. Well, top ten cover songs. What?
0: Uh, how was putting the list together for you?
1: Man, it was really tough. I have a whole long list that we can put on the website of like we could should probably both put our full list of ones we considered. But I had a ton of different songs that I really love that I just had to like knock off here and there just to fit a top ten on there and not have way too many options. Yeah. There's many that I love, there's many for like, you know, general brilliant music reasons that I considered. Uh it took me a long time. I think I probably got like fifty or sixty songs here. That I oh, that's awesome. Hear. Wow. Yeah. So it took me a while to narrow it down, but I think I got a I got a pretty solid list. I'm happy with it. I I'm really happy to talk about songs. Yeah. How About you, how I many did you?
0: So I don't have I don't have like a list of like also considered, but I do know that it wouldn't be hard for me to put that together just because. Well, so like
1: top of um.
0: No, no. So, so this was. I love cover songs. I love cover yeah, this songs. One
1: I think was, this one was your idea mostly. Yeah.
0: So, like, I just think I, I just think it's so cool because it's it's like something that is, um, unique to music, like covering a song is is basically like um uh, paying tribute to another artist because you that artist inspired you or you really love that song and you want to kind of do your rendition of it and that's you don't you don't see that in other other forms of art, other mediums. You don't see, yeah. you know, a director going, oh, man, I love that movie. I'm going to do it, like, my way, And you know? Not yeah. really, or, it's like... Well, it's
1: more often, like, in movies in particular, it's more often, like, oh, now we're going to do the American version of it. It's not necessarily yeah. an artistic interpretation of it. right? It's more, like, how do we bring this to the English-speaking audience, or yeah. let's cash in on, you know, a, a style of movie, or, like, even with art, it usually, like, painting in particular... It seems like, and this is coming from a not-educated-in-art-history background, but it seems like when something comes along and is new or is built on the past styles, it becomes its own movement. And other people emulate it, but right. you don't have like Monet going, hey, I'm going to go and try this like crazy gothic art and do like my rendition of it. He's just doing his art. It's, yeah. it's definitely unique to the medium.
0: Right, yeah. So, so I, I mean, I've always I've always loved cover songs, but this was actually a list that I kind of had like rolling on my phone even before we oh, kind of came up with the idea it's of doing the podcast. Been in development. Yeah, so I would just like kind of keep a, a top ten list and kind of like if I thought of one that I like better, I would bump out another one. You know, so it was always kind of like a tight top ten list. What makes
1: a good cover song for you?
0: Like, well, like, I mean, what are some of the
1: bullet points besides like the whole?
0: Uh... Just kind of in general, I always I I, I tend to prefer. A cover song that is like different from the style, you know, like, um, like for example, like Avenged Sevenfold covers "Walk" by Pantera, but they it's basi- do? they do, yeah. I've never it, heard that. that. But it's basically like a one for one, you know. Yeah. First, my first
1: thought is like that's that makes me really angry because I don't think they should touch my precious Pantera. <laughs> but I, that that's actually a really good point you bring up because a lot of times, well, especially when I was trying to narrow it down to ten good cover songs. I was like some of these I'll knock off the list because it's basically like it's you're doing the same style, you're yeah. not reinventing it. You're not like adding to it. It's just like fun that this other band did that song too. Whereas like a lot of times it's like a completely different genre version of the song. Yeah. So it's like you take something that's, you know, a folk song and turn it into a heavy metal song, that's a real different interpretation. It changes how you experience the music.
0: Yeah, I'd say, looking at my list, of these ten, maybe like three or four are like sort of similar in styles, I guess. Yeah. But a lot of them are, are pretty different. Well, um,
1: I, I thought it was important to uh, like to consider songs that are like that, because a lot of them, for me, either A, expose me to styles of music I never would have gotten to any otherwise, because they're speaking in my medium. Like, when I lived mostly punk rock... And I've got a punk rock band doing a cover song of something like a '60s rock and roll song or protest song or whatever. And then I'm like, oh, it says in the liner notes it's not their song. Who the fuck is this artist? Yeah, and I go back and listen to like, whether it be like Neil Young or, or Led Zeppelin or somebody from like that era, 60s, right? Like 50, like '60s, '70s, whatever, uh, and discover a whole new realm of music. It's oftentimes in a different genre. Yeah, I end up loving.
0: Yeah, and, like, like we grew up in punk rock, and it seems like you couldn't listen to an album or go to a show without hearing a cover song. You know? Yeah,
1: and a lot of times it's, like, representative of what built their music. It's, like, they took elements of that and built it into their music. Like, everybody's influenced by someone else, and, like, the cover song is, like, an homage.
0: True. There aren't really, like... Like, rappers aren't really doing covers.
1: Well, I was going to bring that up, too. There, I have one that's not on my top ten that I want to talk about. Okay. But, uh, I was going to mention that it's unfortunate we're not going to have a lot of... Probably not a lot of uh, uh, notes about rap songs or hip-hop songs. Because there is a ton of stuff that they use, like the revamping beats and like sampling and all that stuff. True. But you, they don't necessarily... They're not necessarily an actual cover song. Like, we're not going lyric for lyric. They're not going... You know, even song structure is the same. It's like the whole the whole idea of sampling is kind of this nebulous, like similar tactic, but it's not the same thing as a cover song. But I think it's important that we bring that up because there's a ton of great rap and hip hop music that totally takes like their beat or chorus melodies. So we'll talk them. about that later. We can. Yeah. Okay. Cool. They cool, take cool. it from not only other rap songs but other like soul songs and like. Yeah, you know, doo wop from the 40s and 50s. Like, there's a lot, there's a lot in there that won't be an actual cover song, but people take from other songs. It's important to recognize. Yeah, yeah. Bring that up again because I do, I do want to go down that road a little bit. <laughs> do you want to talk any, a bit about any notables that didn't make your list, or do you want um, to get to that later?
0: No, no. I'll save that. But one thing I did actually want to talk about was in kind of like throughout my research for this list, I found a really cool website. It's called SecondhandSongs.com, and basically you can type in any. Is that where you
1: go when you don't have enough money to shop at Goodwill, but you have the <laughs> internet <animal> and you <laughs> want <Yeah>. some music? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's
0: like uh, it's the discount store instead of iTunes. No, it's uh, it's basically like IMDb but for cover songs. Oh. Like you, it, it's get amazing. The fuck out of here. Oh, it's sweet. You you can you can basically type in an artist and see not only all the uh, cover all the bands that have covered them. But all the songs that they've covered as well.
1: That is amazing. Yeah. So, uh, like, give
0: me, give me. I'll type one in right now. Give me an artist that you'd be interested in. Neil Young. Okay. Well, this will be a. Since it's an older guy, this will be really. Yeah, it should have a In depth, rest, right? I'm sure. Okay. Okay, so he has, and, and the cool thing is, it has them all like in a list, and it has basically. A lot of them are linked to YouTube videos, so you can like, oh, I want to hear that. So he he's covered. I mean, Somebody's like done some thorough work Is I'm there a not, lot of
1: advertising on there? Well I think it I, think, I believe,
0: believe it's sort of uh, Wikipedia-ish And that people can uh, Help put this together Yeah But I'm not I'm not going to read through all these Basically there's 60 songs That he's covered And this is not Really? I don't think it's It's, it's limited to Recordings It could be a live version Oh yeah You know well, With people like
1: Neil Young or artists that does like van morrison or somebody who does like shows where they perform alone oh yeah they and especially if they're on acoustic guitar like they tend to do a lot of like for, or like iron and wine i've heard he does a whole bunch of stuff live uh where he does his own covers of yeah various songs and just like a different one every night on a tour
0: yeah so neil young there's there's 60 different covers listed here that he's done and then there's 118 listed um of artists who have covered his songs no shit. Yeah. And wow, so, uh, yeah, it is pretty crazy. Not to put you on the spot here, but can you think of um, like, the best cover song that you've heard live?
1: Best I've heard live. Uh, I've heard a version of one of my top ten live that was really great. Okay, well, don't we'll uh, save that I one. I won't say that one. Um, that is a damn good question, though. I'm I have I have one that immediately jumps out. You have one. I
0: got to see the Foo Fighters yeah. last winter, and it was, um, right after Tom Petty died, uh-huh. and they played "Breakdown" by Tom Petty, really? and it was,
1: it was awesome. That's awesome. It was really good. Yeah. I'm sure I've seen a. i am sure i have seen I know for a fact I've seen one or two bands do a cover that I didn't expect them to do, but can't think of it off the top yeah. of my head. Wish we thought of that before this podcast.
0: Sorry, dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right
1: because it gives you an opportunity to tell that story. That's yeah, that's pretty crazy because like you know everyone was all in their feelings about it since he just died. And you, there's got to be most of the people going to a Foo Fighter show are probably Tom Petty fans or like yeah, there you know, probably or like, into some Tom Petty music. But, all right,
0: well you want to get to it? Let's uh, sure, let's, let's, go, let's go, go for it. it. What, what's your number ten?
1: My number ten is "All That Remains" cover of "Believe in Nothing" by Nevermore. Ooh. I don't know if you've ever heard either song. I don't think um, I have. But it's it's the last song on um, uh, one of their... The name of the record's escaping me, but it was the first cover song I've ever heard All That Remains do, and they're like a metalcore band. Um, lots of uh, Cookie Monster vocals and fast riffs. <laughs> and then, like, melodic choruses. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so that, like, you know, the mainstream people can sing along with the crazy... Uh, metal guys yeah Uh, but it's a cover of this nevermore song as i just started learning a little about nevermore who are from seattle oh and they're like a they're like a little bit of a mathy sort of uh hard like hard rock slash heavy metal band somewhere in between like a somewhere between like tool and metallica sort of i guess um more metallica sounding uh, but they, I think they came up around the same time or late, oh, a little this, later. Like, their Wikipedia says they've
0: been around since 1991.
1: Yeah, I was going to say late 80s, early 90s, when yeah. they started. And I love them. And they're like a little bit avant-garde for the style. Okay. But the song, it just sounded like nothing else on the All That All Remains album that I was listening to. Uh, I think it's the Fall of Ideals. Maybe the one after that. Um, but it just caught me off guard. I was like, wow, this is like a really interesting song. And it like kind of has this weird, uh, sort of esoteric feel to it when you hear it. it's like, uh, almost like a ballad, but not quite. And it's all about, the song's called Believe in Nothing. So it's kind of like a very, it's almost kind like a nihilistic theme to it. Yeah. Um, but then I went and looked for the original and started listening to more. And now I'm a huge fan of Nevermore, and I've got a couple of their albums. And, in fact, the uh, one of the guys, I think, from Nevermore died, and they don't... So they, the original group can't be together anymore. Mm. And then the guitarist from Nevermore now plays in one of my other favorite uh, metal bands, Arch Enemy. Oh. He's like... The, now they're permanent guitarist. who's on their most recent two albums, I think. So, it, like, just drew me down this other like and and there's it's pretty rare that I get a good metal cover by a metal band of another metal band, especially one I haven't heard of before. True, yeah. So it was pretty cool that way. But I yeah. love that song and it's I don't know, it's just very it's one of those ones that caught me off guard. It's very surprising that I enjoyed it. Nice. What's your number ten?
0: My number ten is Goldfinger's cover of ninety nine red balloons. Ah, <laughs> ninety nine loof balloons. Ninety nine loof balloons by Nina, eighties one hit wonder pop song, right? I did German that. original. Um it it's corny. I mean both songs are kinda corny, yeah, yeah. but um I don't know. I just don't always worry,
1: the corniness I, is gonna continue
0: Yeah. Well I just I just always that song always kinda makes me snap my finger and it's just put you know, it's a even though I think it's like a like a war protest song or something. But uh so. but it has such They're a German Yeah, it right. just has such a like upbeat, poppy tune. I'm pretty sure it was
1: written at the time when, when the Berlin Wall was still up. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, know. It, I don't know. Yeah. It very
0: well could have been. But, uh, yeah, uh, I like it. it. You know, it's... Um, Goldfinger's not my favorite band. Go, you know, I like them. I don't love them. I, I, they're okay. But I, it's something about that song, it just... It, it, yeah. for, for their... The way they do it, their style,
1: um, it, for me, it's, it's just a really good cover. Well, the sound has a parallel, right? Like, they're poppy enough to be like, the poppiness of the original yeah, in yeah. their own time.
0: Yeah, sure, they, they they carry over the energy, they have the horns kind of, like, uh, instead of the synthesizers or whatever, you know, so. Yeah,
1: yeah. the gimmick of the time, ska versus synthesizer <laughs> pop. Exactly, yeah. What'd you put on
0: number nine? Number nine, I have uh, Good Riddance, Come Dancing. Ooh,
1: the kinks. Originally by the kinks,
0: yeah. I um the kinks. I mean, this goes back to what we were talking about with. Punk rock and you, you know, you could hardly buy an album that didn't have a cover song. And for a long time, you know, I, I first heard good riddance and, and this particular album, maybe in ninth or tenth grade or something like that. And it was probably earlier than that. I think it
1: was like seventh or eighth
0: grade. Yeah. And and there were I mean for a while I didn't even realize it was a cover. You know? Yeah. And then I'm I mean, like, oh man, this is like an eighties band and um yeah, that's just it's just a great song. I mean it, it it's like Good always has like their, their harder like tough guy songs and then they have their more like melodic kind of ballads and yeah know, um, I just thought that it, it fit their style really well and
1: uh, that hook is just just perfect my dad always loved the kinks and when I figured out that that was a Kinks song I was like oh cool like I could like show it to my dad and he could begrudgingly relate to me <laughs> <laughs> Strike a chord with you, pun intended. Uh, it's me first in the gimme give country roads. That's the on. That's on the my John, list. Cover of the John Denver song. Uh, this is a great example of making a shitty song and a shitty artist yeah. real good. Yeah. Uh, I remember listening to the album. Speaking of I... shit,
0: that John Denver's full of shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I never liked John Denver. I thought it was, it, it's a brand of country that I'm just not into. and... Even afterwards I was like Oh maybe I'll like it Since I like this cover so much Nope I hate it John Denver sucks If you have a problem with that Come find me Um, But This is a great example Of making and stuff great And having a way to enjoy it And relate to people Who do like it Um, And I remember Listening to The whole album That that's from That's all covers By Me First Their first full length album With my parents and my mom and dad kept saying like, "Oh, this is actually way better than the original was funny. songs," which was hilarious.
0: Yeah, so I mean that. I mean that was. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's like the first me first song they ever recorded. Oh really?
1: Because it was
0: on Survival of the Fattest. That oh shit I didn't know remember because that. that that song that song I mean, is like that the last song on time we ever found them. Survival of the Fattest, and then and then. They put out that album, I think, a couple of years later. Like for took,
1: people who don't know, Survival of the Fattest is a compilation album that was at the beginning of the, uh, what's the label called? The Fat the, Records. Fat Records, uh, started by Fat Mike from Netflix, yeah. as a way to get their the bands out there.
0: And and, and like for for us, and for other people who listen to punk rock around the same time as we did, I mean, the progression was basically like, you heard Green Day on the radio, you wanted to hear more punk rock, and then you, you heard... You know, you got like a then compilation, discover, uh, like Punkarama or Operations. Survival of the Fattest, and then yeah. your, your world world up and up to all these different bands. But yeah, that's a that's a great one. Yeah. It'll it'll make an appearance on my list as well. Excellent. Well, what's your number nine? My number nine was Come Dancing. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right, We got that. What's yeah. your number eight? My number eight is um, uh, Just Like Heaven, a Cure song by Gatsby's American Dream. They did. Oh they did a cover yeah. Yeah, they did a cover of it. Um, I also consider 30 Foot Fall also covers Just Like Heaven. Um, but I Why went with, do you like
1: the Gatsby's version more?
0: Well, uh, I think Nick Newsom's one of the best male vocalists of our time. <laughs> no, seriously, he is. He's awesome, he's awesome. Uh, I'm looking at a poster Smelt. of Gatsby's American Dream right now in, in, in the office where we're recording this. But, uh, I mean, they're, they're one of my all-time favorite bands. Um, and... Yeah, that song is... That song, it, it's, it's a great song, and then they, they just do it really well. It fits awesome. fit their style really well.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Uh, my number nine is Killswitch Engage's cover of Holy Diver by Dio. Uh, Holy Diver is like one of the most... This is your number eight. Or sorry, number eight. Yeah. So, yeah. Whoops! Uh, But Holy Diver is just, like, such an iconic song for metal in general, especially power metal and, like, and all that stuff. And I'm a huge sucker for that metalcore stuff, like all the Remains, Killswitch Engage, the Cookie Monster vocal stuff, or gruff vocals, and then the the melodic uh, choruses, sing-along choruses and things like that. But it's... One of those few, like the All That Remains ones, where a metal band covers another metal band. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, I knew this song really well, so I had high expectations of, like, you, I mean, how do you make it any better? But they just made it really big and really over the top, and, like, lots of guitar squeals and pinch harmonics, things like that. It's just really, they made it really fun, and their video is pretty funny, too. It's got a medieval setting, so I think they did some justice to it, and it's one I enjoy listening to. That's awesome. Yeah. What's your number eight?
0: My number
1: eight
0: Well my number eight was uh
1: just like him. My number name I'm screwing this yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You better leave this more. <laughs> if I drink as I drink more it's only gonna get worse.
0: Uh my number seven is Country Roads. Which ah. I, I mean, it was hard to pick a Me First and the Gimme Gimme song. I mean they're a band who only does oh, cover yeah. songs. I think I've
1: got like what is it, five, seven other me first oh, songs yeah. on there? Yeah. For those They're who great. don't know, it's a super group of punk rock musicians from No No Use for a Name, Swingin' that Lagwagon, lag yeah. that just do cover songs in a skate punk style.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, so it, it was tough to kind of narrow it down to just one of their songs. So they have they have a lot of songs that they do exceptionally well, in my opinion. Um, I saw them live. It was awesome. Why that one over any of their other So that one, I mean, just like I said, it was kind of like the first one you know the first one i heard it kind of introduced me to them um and like you said i mean it takes a crappy song and turns it turns it yeah. good Where, whereas a lot of the other songs that i was considering it's like okay that's already that already is a great song and they're just kind of doing a punk rock version of it this was like taking something bad and making it good
1: yeah
0: yeah what about what about you what what's your number
1: 7 so my number 7 i almost didn't put this on there cuz i felt like i was pandering a little bit but I listened to it a couple times, I was like I actually really love the song and it meant a lot meant a lot to me uh when I was getting into certain styles of music. And it's Marilyn Manson's cover of Sweet Dreams by ah, yeah. uh, it it's one of those things where it exposed me more to a style of music I didn't know a lot about. Not that the Eurythmics meant a whole lot, but I learned a little bit more about the the mainstream side of that eighties pop stuff. And it also was like... The, I'm pretty sure it was the first song I ever heard by Marilyn Manson that got me into all the moody goth slash shock rock mm-hmm. mainstream stuff. Uh, and I just loved that he was such a subversive character in popular music. And oh, yeah. Just super weird and super dark. And since I'm a fan of like horror movies and macabre things, it played well to my interests. And uh, The... The album that that's on is kind of like a weird EP-ish type album that has some other cover songs. One in particular, which is a Patti Smith song, which I won't say the name of uh, in full, but it's rock and roll, Uh, N-word. Which I've never really understood that song. and Maybe that song should be a conversation for another time. Because it's, I don't know. I'm really confused by it.
0: (laughs) Okay. I think it was like
1: a political statement. But I'm getting on a tangent. Basically, I just thought that was awesome and it made me listen to Portrait of American Family, which might come into play in my favorite albums ever. Uh, No shit! Yeah, Marilyn Manson, Portrait of American Family for the, not only for the style but like for mainstream of like hard rock and like borderline metal and industrial, is just like from beginning to end a great fucking album. Wow. And it has a theme and a feel that, like, got me into Marilyn Manson, and, like, made me actually still listen to some of the later albums well after it was, like, a feature in my favorite genres of music. Yeah.
0: That's funny, man, because I, I definitely remember, like, our Marilyn Manson phase, like, yeah. in junior high. Well, the video was super creepy, too, which is Yeah, creepy. but, like, so, Marilyn Manson was one of the, like, I... There was, a, I went through this weird thing in like, in junior high, because we were listening to punk rock, and then when I started kind of dipping my toe in that Marilyn Manson water, I, I felt, it, it was a uh, dumb nice. thing. Well, no, it was just like a dumb, dumb, like, mindset to have at the time. It's like, you, you, you can't like both. You can only like one or the yeah, other, uh, you know? Yeah. So I was like, oh,
1: you know? It's very conflicted with some of the other styles of music if you try to like, because it, it's, it's one, it's a style that lends yourself into being fully invested in it.
0: Right. Like. But, right. but like, I mean, I since then, because there was a time where, like, I, I listened to them a little bit, and then I got rid of them, because I'm like, oh, I'm punk Rock, and I don't want to have these Marilyn Manson CDs in my collection, you know? Yeah, yeah. But since then, I've I've definitely gone back and, like, l- listened to more Marilyn Manson. And, I mean, their heavier stuff is awesome. Yeah. Like, like the guitar t- sounds that they get on some of those albums are, like, Well, and, like, whoa. just
1: the main riff for Beautiful People is just, like, real yes. heavy, <laughs> it's got that sort of, like, oh, yeah. marching... Like, Death March of a, the Orc Army sort of feel to it. Yes. I definitely
0: appreciate, like, what what they did. And I've listened to like, really long interviews with Marilyn Manson. He's, like, a fascinating person.
1: And I love... Have you ever watched Sons of Anarchy? You didn't like it, did you, when we watched it together? Sons of Anarchy? Oh, uh, no, I
0: only watched a couple episodes.
1: He yeah. is a guest star in later seasons. And oh, really? it's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. He's so good. That's awesome.
0: What was your... Did you do your number seven? I did number seven. Yeah, number seven is "Country Rose. Number six for me is "Perfect Government" by No Effects. Oh, who's that a cover of? So it, it's originally by a guy named Mark Curry. Mark Curry. Yeah, I, uh, not not the guy from um, hanging right. with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> 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 no, like like a like a folk singer named Mark That's Curry. Shit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about him. It, it, it's one of those. It's one of those songs where it's like I pretty much have only heard their version, but I love their version, yeah. and I especially love their version when they speed it up live and play it like more yeah. of like a real punk song because you know it's, it's kind of like a it's on a it's on a, it a punk and drublic punk and drublic yeah and um, and it, it's it's a it's slower
1: build
0: up. yeah it's a, it's a slower song on the album but oftentimes when they play it live they'll they'll punk it up and
1: I love when they speed great. it up live yeah. oh shit I. That one caught me off guard.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those ones where their version is is by far the more popular version. I don't know how much you know commercial success or, or anything Mark Curry had, but it, yeah, it's a it's a cover
1: song. Nice. How about you? Uh, speaking of commercial, this is the most commercial one that I'm gonna have on my list. Oh. Uh, my number six is Guns N' Roses' "Live and Let Die," Ooh. which is a cover of a Paul McCartney and Wings' song. And it's just fucking badass. And you took what was, uh, uh, you know, relatively good pop song, and just made it fucking badass. It makes you feel like you're just like jumping off a building when you yeah. listen to it. It's so good. And It's you know the height of Guns and Roses. Yeah. Uh, it also made me think. I couldn't think of any really good Beatles covers. Any compelling ones. Like There's, bands who have know, covered one. the Beatles? No, I, I could think of some bands that covered the Beatles and some cover versions of, like, Eleanor Rigby and things like that. But I couldn't think of one that I really, really liked. That was the closest thing that I got to... A, I'm,
0: gonna, I'm I'm pulling them up on, on the website. The that was the closest thing I got song. to
1: a Beatles song or one of the Beatles in their solo work that I actually thought the cover was awesome. Let's see. The let's see if I can is. see any of these that...
0: Uh... Oh, man. Well, it's crazy because some of these, like, you can... You know, like, what's your favorite Beatles song? Uh, or or one of them. Drive My one Car of. is a great one. Drive My Car? There's 94 artists who have covered ah. Drive My Car, according yeah. to this website.
1: So, I mean, I'm sure there's one out there, but... Let's see. I didn't, like, I couldn't think of one off the top yeah, of but, Yeah, but, no yeah, it's 94 fans. artists, but,
0: uh, no, I, I haven't heard... Bobby McFerrin! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, he he played all the parts in his throat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot
0: of the I've never heard of any of these bands. So um yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, oh, the Donnas.
1: Like, like name one cover song of a Beatles song or one of the Beatles solo songs that you like just off the top of your head. Yeah. Say, it's pretty hard to name uh, any that have been real good, real remarkable.
0: Yeah, you're right. But anyways, I, I'm not sure.
1: Um, I digress. Six.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So my uh, my number five is "Hallelujah" by Jeff Buckley,
1: oh, which is originally by Leonard
0: Cohen. Yeah. Um, just a really really beautiful song. Um, that's one where it's probably you know there's there's some, probably some confusion about who the original is and who. Oh yeah. You know, actually I think um there's a really good podcast that kind of talks about the history of that song and. Uh, the really yeah, ironic thing it's,
1: being is that. That song is pretty uh, melancholy, but it's much lighthearted compared to Leonard Cohen in any fashion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, yeah. Yeah, Revisionist History. Malcolm Gladwell did a whole podcast about the, nice. the Paul Louis song. It's, it's worth a listen. But, um, Shout yeah, out yeah.
1: to Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, friend of the podcast, Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> <laughs> Big supporter. <laughs> Big supporter. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's a great song. Uh, what about oh. you?
1: Uh, my number five. Is Lagwagon's version of Bring On the Dancing Horses oh. by Echo and the Bunnyman? Awesome. Show. I just. It is such a beautiful cover song. And it's Lagwagon at their most, like. just. kind of like. Mean- not meandering, but like. just on another plane. It's, yeah. it, very, it very much uh, echoes Echo and the Bunnyman. Uh-oh. Like, because Echo and the Bunnymen are so, like, out there. They're the other side of that 80s pop stuff that I was talking about. I don't know what you yeah. call them. We were having this discussion earlier. Like, it might be pre-emo. They, yeah. like, kind of fit in with, I would think, with the Boy George and The Cure and, like, that darker Smiths. side of, like, the Smiths. Like, darker side of that time of music. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm no music historian, but it feels like it fits in somewhere there. But... That cover exposed me, along with a few others, to Echo and the Bunnymen. I actually liked them quite a bit and discovered much more about their catalog and similar bands. And nice. It's just a beautiful song. And yeah. their version is just, it's beautiful. It, and it's the probably the most like pretty that a uh, punk rock band gets.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely thought of a couple... Lagwagon songs that that were close to making the list. "Brown Eyed Girl" by Van Morrison oh, yeah. is a really good song.
1: Jeremiah I was a bullfrog. Yeah, they did a lot of fun cover songs. Yeah, ah, what an awesome band. I love Lagwagon. Me too.
0: So my number four is Johnny Cash's version of "Hurt" by Nine Inch Nails. I see you're smiling. Oh my um, God. So, I mean, this is already like a a, a really Deep dark song, and he he just took it to a whole nother level. I mean, oh, he yeah. was on his way out, struggling with addiction, and you can you can just hear like the the pain and the sorrow oh, in yeah. his voice. And I mean, that song and the and, and the video, like that'll make me cry. Like it is, yeah, um, it definitely does. It is just powerful, and um, uh, I believe Trent Reznor's even said like he he. Made that song way better. I mean, you know, he he <laughs> did it better than we did. coming
1: from Trent Reznor. Yes,
0: friend of the podcast. Uh. Friend of the podcast. Uh.
1: We're gonna list a lot of friends. <laughs> <on the podcast. laughs> um. Maybe we'll do top ten friends of the podcast someday. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: just an incredible, incredible piece of art. I mean, that, that song is it's amazing.
1: I agree with you on those notes. Yep. Uh, my number four is not anywhere near as intense, but. Does bring a little tear to my eye every now and then. Dropkick Murphy's "The Old Triangle." Oh. It's a traditional, uh, a traditional sounding old Irish song. Uh, it's the original. Uh, like I went back because I knew there were several different versions. Like the Pogues did a version, the Dubliners did a version, Bob Dylan and the band did a version on some B side or some shit. Uh, but it was originally written as a song in the play "The Queer Fellow," which. I think it might be the queer fellow in, like, queer, or something weird yeah. Irish speak, uh, <laughs> but this guy, Dickie Shannon, uh, apparently wrote the song for the guy that wrote the play, Brendan Behan, but it's just uh, very emblematic of all those Irish ballads. Being that my last name is Irish, the part of my family is Irish, there's always been a hearkening back to that and the upbringing and, like, always having a little bit of that and uh, into our personality as a family. Uh, but I always love those old Irish songs. Yeah. Uh, tugs at the heartstrings a little. I get a little too sappy nostalgia or sentimental when I hear some of them just, you know. It's a little corny, but uh, I really love that song. In it. Yeah, I'll have to check yeah. that one out. The in Dubliner's version, there's a couple of live versions they do uh, where they start singing at acapella, and it's just really awesome. It's awesome. But the Dropkick Murphys one just... It has the sappiness of those old Irish songs, but it's a punk rock uh, ballad. Yeah, it,
0: that's another band that's done a lot of good cover songs. Yeah, yeah, they have they
1: have several other Irish ones like yeah. Irish Rover and various others. Uh,
0: um, is Tessie? Is that a cover song?
1: Uh, it might be. I mean, t- you could easily, probably easily find a, a good dozen songs they've done that are Irish ballads and shit. <clears throat> it says uh, uh, yeah. Hmm. But my Oh yeah, it's from a
0: Broadway musical, Tessie Yeah. yeah. Alright.
1: Uh, my number three is strung out, Bark at the Moon. Bark at the Moon cover of the Ozzy Osbourne song. That's the one I know for sure I've seen live. It was rap. Yes. I just fucking strung out for the longest time was my favorite band. their album Suburban Teenage Wasteland Blues used to be my favorite albums, not anymore. We'll get to that. Spoiler alert. In the Spoiler alert. Um, but uh, they just fucking shred on that And it's from the Ozzy Osbourne, Randy Rhodes era It's like my favorite One of my favorite older guitarists Who have sadly a very short-lived Career yeah. and life uh, And Like many of my friends who are into metal Like Randy Rhodes is like the guy they talk about Several of the greatest guitar players ever Like Dimebag Darrell and Zach Wild, And those guys who just totally shred They always talk, to, talk about or talk about Randy Rhodes as like the biggest influence like he was one of those huge changing steps in heavy metal uh kind of a lot of the the most notable Aussie songs from that, especially from that area, are Randy Andy Rhodes, Aussie Osborne songs. And yeah! It's like they did it justice. They did it well, and that's not easy. When you're talking about one of the best guitar players ever.
0: Oh, they killed it. Well, they they don't lack chops. <laughs> no, not at <laughs> in all. In the guitar and, department.
1: And you, I could always tell that. But like listening to a punk rock album and trying to play that for friends or family or anyone who might be remotely interested, it's oftentimes so straightforward in the way it's composed. That you, it may not be obvious what the real chops are, and then you hear that and they're shredding on the guitars. And you know it's for real now. Yeah. 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 What's your number three? My
0: number three is one of my all time favorite songs, done by one of my all time favorite bands. It's Wilhelm Scream doing Your Love by The Outfield.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: You know that's one of my favorite oh, songs. I love that I song. I sung it for you at your
1: bachelor party, oh.
0: doing karaoke.
1: I was rock hard watching it. <laughs> <laughs> and I I nearly cried. I was so happy. Oh. Was, did, you, you were, like, pitch perfect on that song. Thank I, you. I swear to God. And, and karaoke is not easy for the layperson.
0: Thank you. Well, it was, um... Yeah, that, that there's video bar we went to was Maybe awesome in video. Vancouver. And they had, a, like, a full stage. It was actually, like, a punk rock bar called... Uh, was it stinky winker beans or something like that, <laughs> something like <Make> that. stinky <laughs> winker beaners <laughs> um but i mean big bec- the only reason it's not number one is because the, the two songs yeah. i have ahead of it are just like more epic yeah but uh i mean it doesn't get it's, much better for me when you hear when you have one of your favorite bands doing one of your favorite songs
1: yeah it's not very often that you get that to happen yeah uh Wilhelm Scream done any other big cover songs? Uh let's let's look them up. <laughs> I don't think they've done it. Uh, they didn't even come on the radar when I saw that. I don't Yeah, no, cuz that
0: one even that one is is just on their self-titled EP. It's not even, yeah, you know, on one it. of their full-length albums. Yeah, no, and I've never heard them do well. it live either. i have seen him a couple times live, have never Next heard time of we do see it live. Him
1: live, we should just shout it the whole time through the entire set. Wilhelm Scream Playing that song by the outfit. Oh,
0: that'd be sweet. So sweet according to, to the, the second-hand songs, no, this is that's the only cover song they've ever done. It's, wow, that's I amazing. mean at least that they have here. I oh, mean, on that database. Yeah, you know this database. Like I said, I think it might be um, done by other people. And since they're not like a super popular band, maybe they're they're just not getting as much input. Oh. But uh, yeah, I can't think of any.
1: I mean, that thing sounds pretty thorough. So yeah, uh, awesome. That's a great one. What's your number two?
0: My number two. <clears throat> Is um, "Nothing Compares to You" by Sinead O'Connor. So a lot of people don't even realize yeah. this is
1: an actual cover song. It, you like that version of that song the most. Yeah. No shit. Oh yeah, I, lo- I, That's lo- I That's love. That's surprising. That's the most surprising one on your list so far.
0: Okay, well, it's it, I'm not like a Sinead O'Connor fan, but I just I just really love this song. It's it's a beautiful song. Did so, the initial interest come from your name being in her name?
1: Yeah. Yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh No, but I mean just. A lot of people don't even realize it's a cover song. It was yeah. originally recorded by Prince. Had like a side funk band called the Family. Yeah. And they put out an album in 1985, but th- it wasn't even a single. It was just kind of like I considered
1: like, that song for, and I was even I forgot for a minute. I was like, oh fuck, that's right, it's a Prince song. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So uh, just a, just a great song. You know, one, uh, probably one of my like favorite songs. Just for just for a song.
1: I've got a. Possibly a good nugget for you. Yeah. Have you ever heard Chris Cornell's version? Oh yeah. yeah oh with, yeah. And seen the video. That's yeah, incredible. Yeah. yeah. I, I was kind of surprised you didn't put that as your favorite version of the song. Why do you like the Sinead O'Connor version more than the Chris Cornell version? Because I like well, the Chris Cornell um, version more.
0: Did he ever put that like on a record, or was it just think like a so. live? Just that so I was trying to. I was trying to more words. do like like recorded yeah. cover songs. You know what I mean? Because if you if you expand it to any. I guess singing, that is a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's mostly a live version, but that that's incredible too. I mean, his, his uh, vocal range and just his style of vocals too is is great. But yeah, yeah I like the Sinead O'Connor version. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, my number two is NoFX's cover of "Radio Radio Radio" by Rancid. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. Uh, I've always been a huge Rancid fan. For a long time, uh, Let's Go, their second album, was yeah. one of my favorites. It still is a great one. Um, and definitely up there. Uh, this was, to me, a really interesting case of when I heard the no effects version. I kind of always got the gist of the song. But the way they record it and the sound of it, that like pseudo-reggae, Scottish sort of sound to it, and how it sounds so melancholy and so sad in a lot of ways really brings out what that song is about it's about a guy's relationship with his dad just yeah not being good at all and yeah it's like a, a grown man's like sorrow yeah put on wax yeah and it just like it made me feel fe- a lot of feelings you know yeah it's all in my feelings and i think it's also interesting that the no effects version i wouldn't call it better than the rancid version uh it's different but it brings out something that Rancid's, like, youth as a band betrayed the so- betrayed the song. Mm. Like, the, st- the punk rock, like, the raw, like, gritty uh, punk rock style that they had, like, you know, almost gutter punkish, uh, really, like, didn't lend itself to evoking the same emotions that you get with the no effects version. Yeah. But it's funny because in later albums, like, I thought about songs like Corazon de, de Oro or Olympia Washington from their next album. Yeah. Those songs, you can hear the sadness so much more. Oh, man, I love yeah, those songs, you know? But, like, Radio, 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 I think if it was recorded more like one of those songs, it'd be a bit more of a tearjerker because it's a really deep song. And the NoFX version just, like, brought it It's that one
0: off. of my all-time favorite Rancid songs,
1: for yeah. sure. It's such a good... I have... I have that album. I have the 7-inch version of that song. Nice. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorite Rancid songs, too. It's catchy as fuck. Oh,
0: it's, it's awesome. And here's a tidbit for you. Do you know who helped write that song? No. Billy Jim Joe? Oh, yes. awesome. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Crazy I mean,
1: the, the lyric, uh, one summer night I was drinking with my dad. He tried to give me love that I never had. He gave more love to his bottle of wine, uh, Whatever, whatever yeah. forget the rest of it But it's like Pretty obvious what the song is about Yeah Yeah yeah. He, oh, I had to go out and find love of another kind that uh, That's sense. it Because he's finding love in music As opposed to getting love from his father Oh He's replaced his father's lack of love with his music Right I mean, it's so fucking poetic Yeah And missed by probably 90% of the music listening populace that's a great one. That's some fucking amazing writing right there. That is. Anyways. That's awesome. Uh, is your number one anything that I've said in this list? No. My number one is one that you already mentioned. Oh. Should I go first? Go ahead. Okay. My number one is Johnny Cash's version of Hurt by yeah. Trent Reznor slash Nine Inch Nails. Right. Uh, it it makes me fucking sad every time yeah. I hear it, but in the most like meaningful way. I mean it's so intense you, like I think that uh, that original song is one of the best rep- representations of Nine Inch Nails and Trent Reznor at his peak and at his best I think he's had a couple peaks in his career especially with Nine Inch Nails and <clears throat> I mean it was really emotional just with the original version I was like I couldn't even imagine someone covering it and much less making it even better, or more emotive. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Johnny Cash did that. It's more intense, it's more introspective, more dark, sad, emotive. Yeah, I mean, he's literally, he died seven months later. Yeah, it pulls he's your guts He's literally dying, and he's got hurt in his soul because he knows the end is coming, and it's at a point in his life where he's looking back on everything, and he poured all of that into his version of the song. And, like His voice even changed a little bit from a lot of the things that he recorded even a few years prior. Mm-hmm. I mean, that last, that covers album that he does, there's a little bit more shakiness in his voice in that song in particular. Mm-hmm. You can hear it in the timbre of his voice. And uh, you mentioned the video, and it's so hard to watch, because you know that they recorded that in Johnny Cash's Childhood Home. The oh, wow. home he's singing in there, he's basically going back to where it all started. Wow. Where he was abused by his dad, and You know, grew up in these humble beginnings. Was it, Mississippi, I think it was, or Arkansas? Somewhere in the south. But it's his childhood home, and he is basically on his deathbed. Yeah. How can you get much more intense than that? Yeah, he was born in Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that was my number one. I think it's the most amazing cover song ever done. Well, mine is I Will Always Love You. By
0: Whitney Houston. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. It's a cover of Dolly Parton. And I mean, <clears throat> you know, I love a good female vocalist, and for me, it doesn't get better than Whitney Houston.
1: Okay. It, this is this this song was made I mean, popular. She, the, she was like Beyonce before Beyonce. Yeah.
0: So this song was made popular on she the Bodyguard soundtrack. Great. I never even I've never seen the Bodyguard, but this this song, man. If this song ever comes on the radio when I'm driving, full blast. I turn it all the way up. I'll turn it all the way up. And actually, there, I, you know, I got a uh, new car last year. And, and when I got the new car, it came with six months of uh, satellite radio. And so I was just driving around last spring, and this song came on whatever. I was listening to the 90s channel or whatever, and this song came on. And I almost, like passed out and
1: (laughs) crashed and died because I was trying to sing along and, like, keep up with Whitney. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was uh, definitely one of those rare talents in a, you know, an industry that's all about how much talent and showmanship and vocal abilities you can have. I mean... I mean, yeah, that song... That's a really good one. I didn't even think of that one. I'm a little ashamed of myself for not putting that on the list of considerations. Yeah. But... It's it's a jam. <laughs> well, and it's it's one of those. It's you can tell how good it is by the fact that when it comes on, it's hard not to sing along to it. Oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's hard to sing along to it though, because her just her vocal range and her ability to like carry oh, okay. carry, carry notes is incredible. She was an epic performer, yeah. an epic singer. Incredible. incredible. So there's my number one.
1: Yeah. Well, we had a lot of good different stuff on there that felt a little bit more uh, varied than I expected.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we kind of went... Um, we kind of had a little bit of everything,
1: I feel like. Oh, i got to tell you my one little note, because we talked about the rap songs. Yes. And nobody covering rap songs. Have you ever heard Pharaoh Monch's cover of Welcome to the Dome? No. Pharaoh Monch, who is... Public a, Enemy. Uh, yeah, he's a a rapper. I forget where he's from, but um, he... What's the name of the album? I don't remember the name of the album, but he covered Public Enemy's Welcome to the Dome Okay. It's really good. It's It's... I mean, the only rap cover song I could think of. Yeah, so the only thing I with, could really with limited research.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, nothing, nothing really jumps to mind. I'm sure, and I'm not. I'm not and I mean, an expert I, by any means. And I
1: mean that as rap on rap. Right? Yes. I, mean, I could think of rock bands that did rap songs. Like one of my favorite covers, uh, not in this top ten, is uh, Rage Against Machines' cover of Pistol Grip Pump. Oh, thank you. I thought you were going to talk about 10.
0: that. Horseshit dynamite hat covering Easy E. Oh
1: fuck those guys. I hate that bullshit. No, uh that's it, like shallow irony. Um attempted irony at least. Yeah. Uh, but no, Pistol Grip Pump, that song is fucking lit. Nice. It is so fucking hard and just like truly gangster rap.
0: Oh, corn covered Ice Cube,
1: right? I think so. Yeah. H2O covered Ice oh. Cube. Uh, today was a good day. Oh, that's a good one H2O's
0: Madonna cover That's a great one.
1: Oh yeah That is a good one But yeah uh, uh, Feral Bunch Welcome to the Terror Dome Yeah That's So the
0: only thing I could of think of When we were talking About rap Was like um, And I heard th- I heard this A long time ago I, I, I haven't heard it A ton But there's a guy Named Elzy Elzy L- I think Is his name And he basically Did a whole album Um
1: Is he the one who did the Nas album?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's called Elmatic instead of Illmatic. And basically it's like, it's not really covers, but it's like, like instead of New York State of Mind, he did Detroit State of Mind because he's from Detroit. So it's like, it kind of like, um, it's kind of like a parallel album. You know what I mean?
1: I want to hear somebody do a cover of a KS1, KRS1 song. (laughs) Let's see who has them. Let's look them up. Maybe Sublime did one, but I mean like a true rap artist. Like I want to hear like Nas or, or like, uh, you know, Dr. Dre or somebody do a KRS-One cover. Probably not Dr. Dre. Yeah,
0: I don't think there's, there's or a Or like the
1: RZA or somebody do a KRS-One song. Or maybe yeah, there's not song. really.
0: <clears throat> Alright. All right. Well, good stuff, man.
1: Yeah. This was fun. Yep. See ya. <laughs> You can subscribe to the We Rank Things podcast on iTunes, so go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. You and all your friends can also find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can find more info about us on our podcast at WeRankThings.com, and you can let us know what you think about our rankings at WeRankThings on Twitter or at podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to the We Rank Things podcast.